that all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and I will be with you to the very end of the age. That, um, that little passage there has been something that is so important to this church. It's been important to Christians throughout history because it's the, the mission and the commissioning that our Lord has given us as the church. Especially that, that last little phrase there, I will be with you until the very end of the age. That, that's, a, that's a wonderful promise. It's a wonderful promise that, that harks back to some of the other promises um, that Jesus said, I'll, I'll never forsake you, I'll never leave you. There's, there's promises right throughout Scripture that Jesus will be with us. But in that, in that particular passage, can you see how it's linked to his mission? That, that he is saying, basically, I, I am doing something in this world, I, I'm going to be calling those to come and follow me, and I invite you to come and partner with me. And there, I will be with you. It's one of the reasons that it's, it's so important for, for us as individuals and us as church to, to align with what Jesus is doing, what, what God is doing in this world in making disciples. And, uh, and, and what happens in aligning with Him, that is, that is where God is. And He promises especially to be with us in those, um, when, we, when we align and partner with Him in those things. One of the things I find interesting about the, the Great Commission is it's just so expansive. It's, it's kind of a, a it's, it's an out there request. Go make disciples of all nations. I, I realised just how big all nations is when I was flying back from Togo the other day. We flew out of Lome, which was right on the coast, and we flew out over the coast, and then we came back over Nigeria. Um, first of all, we flew over Lagos. But that is an enormous city. It's, it's just, it's just, it just goes. Like it, it just goes and goes and goes. There, there, are, there are so many people there. And then, then we're, we're sent, flying up the centre of the country, and I'm just looking down, and there's little rivers that kind of go all through the country, and there's just village after town after village after town. Um, just, there, there are just millions and millions of people. Um, billions, aren't there? On, in this planet, and, and as you start to get a bit of a picture of just how many people that is, it, it's quite extraordinary. He says, go to all the nations, make disciples of all nations. We were, we're kind of, I think we were catching the dark, in a sense, um, so we were flying into where it was dark on, in, in Africa, and, uh, and you could kind of see the sunset behind me, but as I looked down, uh, I couldn't see villages and uh, towns anymore, but I could see the lights. We're kind of right in the centre of Africa. And there's still people there, lots of people. Uh, I could see campfires down there, and then fires that are kind of in a ring because they're burning off their fields. And, and as far as I could see, there was just fires everywhere, people all over that continent. And that, that's just one continent, and then there's multiple continents and, and I was just a bit overwhelmed, just by th this call of God upon the church is, is just extraordinary, make disciples of all nations. But there's something that's good about it being so expensive. Uh, there is no way that we can do that ourselves. 
that there is no way that, that our church can, can fulfill that. There's no way that the, all the churches of this generation can actually do that. This is something that is, was both given to the disciples at that time and all those that would come and follow Jesus afterwards. And he, he invites us to partner with him in, in this, this much bigger story of him, um, him bringing a people before himself a bride, a, a temple made with living stones that is collected right throughout history and we get to be part of a special part of that. And, and I guess that's our question for us is, is, what part does God have for me to play in that? I love what Phil said this morning, that it's, it looks different for each person. Phil contributed towards that story by taking a video of what's happening over there and, and uh, bringing that back here. We, we contribute to that story in, in multiple different ways and it can be as simple as serving morning tea or, or coming to a Sunday service where we can worship God together. Right across the board, we, we fit into this, this picture of what God is, is he's creating, this, this beautiful bride this beautiful temple, his body of people that would worship him in spirit and in truth. We have a, a particular calling for this region, uh, for, for, for Wynnum and the surrounding areas. Uh, who else has the message? It's, it's our church and, and the, the churches of this region that have a special calling by God to, to, to reach our community. That, that is where the inheritance is laid. It's, it's where the, the good news is found in, in us. And our, our community needs to be able to hear that. And we've been leaning into that as a church uh, more recently. I, I also think about the special hand of God upon our church in regards to uh, the next generation. Uh, as, I, as I look around uh, the those, the, the churches in this area, he's specifically blessed and gifted us with resources and with um, people and abilities to be able to reach the next generation. That's something, that's the reason why we often say here, we, we value each generation and we need each generation. We, we need each generation in the plans and the, um, the, and, and, the, and the kingdom of God and yet we always look to that ne next generation as well. Because we want to see the next generation of kids and of teenagers come to know Jesus, that they may continue to reach our nation. It's a, it's a privilege to have the sounds of children here amongst us. We have a church have really had a privilege as well of, of as being able to be involved in what God is doing around the nations as well. I just thinking about our, um, our work with Tom and Salome Hoey in PNG and being able to um, uh, provide some of those Bibles that are being reprinted at the moment. That's a, it's a, a, a wonderful heritage there of being able to partner with God. I, I long for the day when I'm going to see those Biami people. Uh, some of them have, that, are, that are already with our Lord, but be able to see them. And, and that God has invited us to partner with Him in what He's doing there. 
more recently with um, Chris and Amy in Indonesia. Uh, it was great to have them with us this year and uh, some of the things that we're seeing in Togo. I want to... Uh, I was really, really reflecting on, on what God is saying and, and to me and, and maybe to our church as I was in Togo and I, I wrote down um, really quite a number of different things that I, I thought God was saying, but I want to just land on one of them this morning. And uh, that is that we serve a God that answers prayer. What I... Each church we went to, and, and uh, we went to, 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 to visit lots of churches... Um, not on a Sunday, they actually all came, so there's often mainly women and children, um, because the men, it's um, peak harvest se- season at the moment, so they're all out there, and uh, most of the women are out there as well, but uh, still, they, they gathered together, and it was just amazing as we asked about testimonies of what God is doing, and the testimonies were, were, were just extraordinary, and, and there was no limit to them, really. Everyone wanted to give a testimony, it wasn't just of what God had done in their life, in them becoming Christians, it was, it was kind of what he'd done in the last week or the last month. Uh, I've got, got a video here of a guy named Lazar. Lazar was one of our very first students uh, and he was, he was one of those quiet students, didn't, didn't say a word almost the whole time. I was, I was really trying to work out whether he was actually uh, even, even paying any attention. We... Uh, we went and spent some time with him. His first church that he's planted now has more people gathering in, in it than our church does on a Sunday. Uh, planted a church after that, that we went and visited last time we were there. Uh, there's now uh, nearly 200 people in that church. Um, there's a few more churches after that, but the most recent area that they're in, there is uh, 56 People just gave their life to Jesus and were baptised um, in that church. So, uh, I want to show you some, some stories from him. Uh, one of the things that they do is they just go into, um, into villages and they start praying blessings upon families as they meet with them. And as, as God, um, as, they f- as compassion, God's compassion lifts up in their hearts for the people with whom they're with, uh, they pray and uh, have seen God do some uh, extraordinary things. So, sure, we're going to do this a bit different. Okay, we're, we're going to, um, let's just play a little bit and then I'll tell you to stop and I'll translate it. Okay. I want to say thank you to God for everything He's doing, uh, the God all-powerful for everything that He's done in my life. For everything that He's done before me and called me to. We can keep going. Uh, The church that I'm currently oversighting, the large one. Um, People keep coming to Christ all the time. It's multiplying every day. The people are becoming disciples of Jesus. Yeah, often people come um, who have needs, uh, who, are, who are ill. Um, 
So there's people that come to our church weekly who are sick and unwell, and they come to me and they say, is there something that you can do like you have done for others? Yeah, the next week they'll come back and they'll say, um, thank you so much for praying for me. When I got home, um, I was, was totally healed, and they come and testify that. I've been going to hospital and they've been prescribing me different um, products and different things. Okay, so when I, um, I've come here and the church prayed for me and when I got home, I found that I was completely healed. They come every Sunday to say, this is what happens, this is what God is doing in our lives. And the second church where we're, where we're working at the moment, um, we're seeing people, um, it it's continues to multiply as well. I might stop it there, Cheryl. Um, he goes on to talk about uh, going into different villages and going with this mentality of wanting to, to bless people and looking for the compassion of God that rises up in their hearts and then praying for people. Talks about often there being um, people... Uh, especially women that uh, can't conceive and um, uh, praying and, and, and praying God's blessing upon them and then coming back later and uh, having these women excited coming to them saying about what has, has transpired that they've um, become pregnant and uh, we were in that church and, and they were pointing out the different babies that were born um, because of the, the blessing of God. Over there it's a... Um, the spiritual forces are quite overt and uh, so there's often very overt contacts with that. As I was talking with Chao and, and Lazar about that um, and I said it's not quite overt um, like that in Australia and just this, this militant kind of look came on their face and, and they say, oh, Andrew, it's, you, you be so careful in Australia. It, it is... It is um, it is, it is intense warfare in Australia as well. We just don't realise it because it's often um, just distraction. Um, they go on to, to... He goes on to talk about uh, multiple people who have actually spirits um, kind of w within them and seeing... Comp and they, they will destroy your life and uh, people having complete freedom from those spirits. Tells one story about a lady who we met, uh, she uh, was, was pregnant and had a very late-term miscarriage and had it in the village with no medical help and for some reason it left her in bed, um, unable to walk and it lasted for, uh, for months and they would bring the little baby to her to be able to breastfeed the baby but she couldn't uh, help, she couldn't uh, do anything, she, she was stuck on that bed. And he said that as he went from house to house telling people about Jesus, there was so much joy in him. And then he went to this house and he said the compassion in him just rose up. Uh, and I, I, I think God does that. I think God actually gives us his compassion and his love and his heart and it rises up in us. 
And, and we've got, we need to listen to that. When, when God's compassion rises up in us, it, it's often a time where God is wanting to move um, in a way uh, to, to bring healing and restoration. And he talks about uh, praying for this lady and, and, and nothing really happened, but that night they were out and they were sitting around and they were going through a Bible study with those who were interested and that lady came and walked out and sat uh, right next to him and joined the Bible study and said, I want to follow Jesus. Um, this is happening again and again and again. Phil and I went to church after church after church where there was just testimony after testimony after testimony. And there's, there's a joy in that. There's also a longing and a, and a kind of a bit of a confusion going, oh, I'd, I'd love to see that here. That would be really wonderful. And uh, some, some questions kind of come to my mind is, is, is why, why not? Why, why, is it, why is it so different? And I, I think there's a, there's a number of, of different possibilities. Um, often when we see the gospel breaking into an area, we see more... Uh, overt manifestations of the power of God in areas. Uh, sometimes when the spiritual battle is very overt, there's more overt manifestations. Maybe there's a, a greater level of expectation or faith. Um, but, but one of the things that really hit me was they ask. They just ask lots. They ask God for the big things they ask God for the, those kind of middle things and they ask God for the, for the small things. They ask and ask and ask. I just think of the James and the passage that it, um, it says something about we have not because we ask not. And it just, just makes me wonder, is, is I, I wonder if we have not because we, we don't ask. You know, there's a, there's a part in that passage that comes after that, and uh, it talks about asking um, for, for selfish good, basically. And, um, and then we, we think of these passages where it talks about knock and ask and receive, and, and, uh, and we're going to be looking at them in a second. And, and there's kind of what we often do is we hear these promises of God that He says, I'll, I'll answer my children when they pray to me. That there's so much... Um, there's so much nuance there and there's so much contingency and there's, um, there's so many things to, to think through there that what I think happens for us is on this pendulum of over here being asking for absolutely everything and the, and the, the, uh, the kind of danger of God being a genie and then over here of absolutely asking for nothing, I think what we do when we have a need come into our minds or, or something, we, we filter it so much that we don't want to be here because we don't want to treat God like a, like a genie, but what we end up doing is we end up being far too far down here. That, that's, that's what really stood out to me. It, for myself, I'm like, I, I, I had no idea just how far I am down on this end. That I filter everything through these, these different lenses of, um, of, of trying to work things out. I wonder if God's just saying, just ask me. Ask me for the little things, ask me for the big things, ask me for the medium things, just ask me. And, and, and as you walk with me, as, as me being your father and you being the child, I, I just think of my kids, they just come and ask. They don't filter it. They just, they just ask. And they rely on me to kind of do the filtering. Because they know that I do better. But, but we try and filter for God and I think we miss out on stuff sometimes. 
I, I, just, I just wonder. I, I, would, I would not like to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. But why didn't you ask? I had so much more for you as a church. I had so much more for you as an individual if only you had asked. This is the picture that he gives us. I'm actually reading today out of the um, New Living Translation because I'm, I'm actually not going to be digging in too much into the words. Um, we're staying a little bit more on the surface today of the big picture of what Jesus is saying. So I've got in a different translation than what we're maybe used to. This is Jesus speaking. And he says, keep on asking. I just, just want for us to listen to this anew and, and try and... Uh, try and remove these filters that over years and years of, of, um, of Christian life that we've kind of put these filters over. I just want us to read this anew. Keep on asking and you will be given what you ask for. Keep on looking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks, receive. Everyone who seeks, finds. And the door is opened to everyone who knocks. Your parents... If your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask you for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. If you, who are sinful people, know how to good, give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? Now there's time for nuance and there's time for having a look at how this plays out in reality, but I, I just want to look at it um, in, in what it's saying here at the moment. Uh, God, is, God is a generous God. And he has, he has great joy in giving good gifts to his children. There's, 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 he takes joy in that. I, I love the way he takes this image of father and child. This is, this is, this is absolutely revolutionary imagery the, the, not, not the father and child aspect for those who are, who are listening to it here, not that, it's this closeness of relationship which was utterly unheard of at the time. And it's, it's unexperienced by many of us. God, God is he's inviting us to a, a, a deep child-father relationship that is, that is so, so close. He takes great joy in giving good gifts to his children. I was at um, Maya in the city, actually. I haven't been there for, for quite a while. It's, I think it was Christmas last year that I went there. And I was looking for some, some dresses for our, our girls, for Layla and Eloise. And Elo, um, Evelyn was there as well, so, of course, she's, she has to get something as well. But we're looking specifically for the Christmas carols that are coming up on the 4th. They needed a new dress for that. They've grown out of all their dresses and we were having a look around and they were kind of just picking different dresses off the shelf and they had to pick one and they came, they, they found three. Um, and they had three and they were trying them all on and then I picked some as well because I thought, hey, that, I think that would look really nice and I gave it to them. And that's a hard thing. Like, you see your little girls coming out of the change rooms and, and they just look gorgeous and, and um, they... They come out, they've got them, and then we sit down and kind of have a family meeting, like, which one are we going to choose? And they each choose one, and they're all happy. And, and I say to them, 
How about you guys? We always get one um, Christmas ornament from Myers in the city. That's like a tradition for us. How about you guys go upstairs? Because that's a that's a ordeal. That that takes quite a long time, at least half an hour to work out which one we're buying. Um, how about you guys get started, and I'll go to the, the cash register and pay for this. And I've got these dresses in front of me, three for each girl, and I think Evelyn got a few as well. And I was just like, oh, there's sales on the moment. They don't have many dresses. Let's just do it. And uh, I go and, and I get all the dresses, and it was just a delight. I get home, and they're expecting two dresses, and they've got three each, and they are just over the moon, and there is delight. Every time they wear one of those dresses, there is delight in the father's heart to see um, my child delighting in the good gift that I have given them. Our father delights in seeing us receive his good gifts He delights in that. He delights... I actually think that I may have delighted more than my kids. That's often the way, isn't it? Levi wouldn't miss out. Uh, But he wasn't interested in clothes. Uh, Not at all. He's quite happy with the hand-me-downs. So Levi saw a Tesla remote-control car in Maya. And he was like, Oh, Dad... I, I think I've watched too many YouTube videos with the Teslas going against the Ferraris and stuff on YouTube. So he's like, Dad, we've got to get a, remote, a Tesla remote control car. It's going to be the fastest car that there is. And uh, I looked at this car and I'm like, Maya and remote control cars, they don't go together. Uh, and I'm like, buddy, that, it, it just won't be a very good car. And so he tries the next tactic, which is, uh, Daddy, how about Christmas? Can I have it as a Christmas gift? And, I, you know, you do what your parents say. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, because we just add it to that big list, which not much actually gets bought from it. But um, I didn't say that. Uh, I, I said to him, we'll just leave it. And, and I said, no, buddy, I, you just really need to trust me. Remember the last time I bought, we bought that car that Daddy said wasn't going to be a very good car? And he's like, yeah, it was really slow, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And... Um, and, and, and he trusted me, uh, although he desperately wanted it, he trusted me and he said, okay, Daddy. You know, when, when we pray to God, we, we don't have the full picture. It's, it's like, well, my knowledge of remote control cars isn't that much greater than him, but I could tell that that wasn't going to be a good remote control car. But the, the difference between our knowledge and God's knowledge is just, it's just extraordinary. And... Um, when we pray, he, he gives us a, a yes, no, or not yet, and sometimes he gives us a no because he just knows much more than we know. And sometimes he has something much better in store for us, just like I have in store for Levi. Could it be that we do not see as many answers to prayer as God which would wish to give us because we neglect to ask? Um, God gives good things. God wants to bless us with good things. Often we need to, uh, to, to, to develop in our understanding of what is actually truly valuable. Um, but I don't think that should uh, um, limit us from asking. We should ask for the little things, for the big things, and for the medium things. The reality is, is that life is full with bad things as well. 
Um, actually, I've just seen the time and we've got a lot to get through, so I'm going to skip down here. I'll read that very first part. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it, the door will be given. Uh, the door will be opened to you. What this is? This is Jesus saying, "Come, come, come, come to me." He's, as I said before, the, the whole idea was you had to go through priests and you had to go and, and meet God in the temple and now he's saying things are completely changing and I want you to come to me. Come confidently before the throne room of God in our time of need to receive his grace and mercy. He's saying, come, come to me. There are so many good things that God wants to give us if we would only ask him. There's so many good things, but there is a best thing. And if we turn to the Gospel of Luke in chapter 11, we have this, this same teaching of Jesus. We don't know if it's talking about exactly the same time when he taught this or another time when he taught this, but it's, it's, it's almost exactly the same content. And I tell you, this is in, in verse 11, you'll recognise this, and I tell you, keep on asking and it will be given to you. Keep on looking and you will find Keep on knocking and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and the door will be opened to everyone who knocks. Your father, if a child asks for a fish, they do not give him a snake instead. Or if he asks for an egg, do not give him a scorpion. Of course not. If you are, sin if you are a sinful people, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more? Have a look what it does here. How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? See, what Luke does is he goes right down to the very centre of, of what is the very best gift, and that's God Himself. The very best gift that we can have is, is the living experience of God with us and walking beside us and us partnering and being empowered by Him. What we can often do is we can we can read that verse and say, okay, he, he, he only wants us to pray for this stuff. No, Luke is, Luke is just saying, God wants to give you, like Mark, God wants to give us so many good things. And, 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 but the, the crux of Christian maturity is we come to realize that uh, of all the good things that God has for us, He is the greatest of those things. To be known and to know God. This is what led Paul to say, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them all garbage that I may gain Christ. Could it be that we do not see as many answered prayers in our life because we fail to ask? I wonder what things we've kind of put aside because we've moved too far on the pendulum towards this way. I wonder if, if God's saying to us, let me build, be the filter. Let me put burdens upon your heart that would rise up and into, into um, you praying to me. Let me be the filter. I'm... Um, 
if we can go and get the kids, we're doing a um, stepping up service. Maybe Deb, if oh, she's probably already gone. Okay, um, thanks, Deb. We're going to take just a um, Ben. If you could come up, that would be great. We're going to take just a few minutes now to actually pray and uh, and to ask God. Uh, on the little newsletter that you should have got handed out as you came in today there's a little prayer right down the beginning, that, right down the bottom there that might uh, help you in this. If you don't know um, or aren't following Jesus at the moment, it's clear that, um, that you're seeking Him, that you're open to Him because um, in, in that you're here. I'd ask you to, to ask Him to reveal Himself to you and uh, if, you, if you know Jesus... Um, let's, let's take some time now just to spend time in His presence and uh, to, to ask Him after God that loves to give good gifts and the best of those gifts is Him Himself. So just going to take